0: This is TV 8 My Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com.
1: This is a story of one of America's great unsung heroes. I mean, you've seen him, but you never knew who he was. You've cheered for him and cried for him. Women have wanted to die for him. But did he ever get any credit? Or the girl? No. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell. But I've been seen with fire up I've never been with anything less than a nine So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone past with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death defied life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some of the guy While I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school but I told ladies plenty, it's true I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky and Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan and a vine. Cause I'm the unknown man and make Eastwood look so fine.
2: You're listening to TV ate my dinner. My name is Sean, and I'm sitting here with Brooks and Greg.
0: Hey, everybody. What's up?
2: Don't let that intro fool you. We are not necessarily talking about the Fall Guy tonight. Although I feel like I feel a little bit like talking about the Fall Guy. A little it's bit. It's never in, a bad
0: in a bad time to talk about the Fall Guy. I don't That's think it's right. a
2: wrong time. It's like you know, Christmas dinner, whatever. Someone says, "Hey, what about the Fall Guy?" Everyone's kind of delighted.
3: Yeah, everybody kind of goes, oh, yeah, the Fall Guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, really. I'm pretty sure a- Aunt Claire is a lesbian. Like, no, that's not appropriate. <laughs> fall Guy, fine.
0: Apparently that Fall Guy theme is a powerful, nostalgic tool. Like, my wife heard it when we were talking about it the other night, and she's like, oh,
2: I love the Fall Guy theme,
0: and I couldn't even remember it.
2: It's like the theme song of the underdog. I so fell in love with the whole concept of the Fall Guy listening to that song.
0: I've yeah. been seen with Uh <laughs>
2: I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. It's so great.
3: Because when he winds up in the uh, hey, it's only it's hey. It's only hey. Hey, hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, that's what a beautiful song is always defined by the retardedness of its lyrics. <laughs> That's what makes it a classic, man. I've, I've and you know that was back in the days where there were almost no commercials apparently on TV, where a theme song would go on for like a full minute and a half to two minutes. Yeah, it was like a full song. Oh, it's awesome. I I loved it so much. It makes yeah. me is The Fall Guy on DVD. It made me actually want to seek out The Fall Guy on
3: DVD. Moment of silence for the theme song that I'm not even around anymore. Not really. That's Not really. true. Yeah,
2: that that is also true. That it's hard to find a show like the greatest American hero or something that has like a theme song. It's a, that's a good segue for us because you know what show did recently have a theme song which w- was Firefly. Had a theme song.
3: That's right. And tonight we're celebrating the greatest actor in Hollywood history.
2: We're celebrating And if you
0: saw Thanks. what happened to Firefly
2: the unknown hero. Well, see, that's what makes it awesome. That's what made Fire uh, Fire Firefly was awesome because it was a show that went before its time, and that to me is a sign of an awesome show and and an awesome leading man. You know, we're talking about Nathan Fillion tonight, and why you know he has yet to be embraced by the mainstream, in a lot of ways, but I think he has a sensibility that reminds me of. Of old '80s TV shows and all that, like I think I've already said that they should make a Fall Guy movie. In that a Nathan previous Fillion episode, be I said the that. Fall
3: guy, yeah.
2: Oh yes, the, this idea occurred to me, and I thought this—I can't believe I hadn't thought about it. this. Might be the most important idea I ever had. Yeah, easily, <laughs> that they should make a Fall Guy movie, and Nathan Fillion should be the Fall Guy. If that's Colt Seaver, <laughs> if that's not a perfect match. How Colt Seaver,
3: awesome Malcolm that. Reynolds, it all sounds the same, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, really. Same it's character, all, pretty much. It's all falling into place. Yeah, Malcolm Reynolds is a spaceship captain in the future who's also a cowboy. Colt Seaver is a stuntman who's also a bounty hunter. Who, who wouldn't draw that connection?
3: Well, these days, I, I, I think I've said this before, now that we know more about what bounty hunters are like, and that connection makes perfect sense. Yeah, The Fall
2: Guy's a better self. <laughs> but man, imagine, you know. And it really thought, it made me think that The Fall Guy is sort of the precursor of the, this, this ballad of the Johnny Dramas. Because it's all about these guys that are the working stiffs of Hollywood that nobody notices. And not that Nathan Fillion is a Johnny Drama, although I don't mean to say that as though being Johnny Drama would be an insult. Cause he is, you know, he has, is known in the mainstream a little bit. He's been in mainstream things. A little
3: I bit. guess if he's going to be a Johnny drama, he would probably be the current king of Johnny dramas. Yeah,
2: he's like the new Bruce Campbell. He'd be the, that kind of Johnny drama, you know, the kind that that sort of has that spillover into the mainstream. I think he's more
0: famous than Bruce Campbell right Never now. Was. But you have to, yeah. you
2: got to weigh it. You got to weigh it in years. Fillion's definitely had some better, some better moments as far as getting mainstream recognition he's had like a couple of different TV shows that were network shows which is more than Bruce Campbell had in his day unfortunately like he did have that, that Drive show, that Cannonball Run show on Fox and I think he also
0: it. gets more respect from Hollywood than Bruce Campbell does as an actor
2: well he appears in mainstream things which when Bruce Campbell appeared in mainstream things it was to die in like the first five minutes he was the guy who died in the first five minutes of every movie for a while. And it like, didn't I think, really to us.
0: I think Bruce Campbell's a good actor, but you always got the feeling that Hollywood looked at him as a kitschy kind of guy. And, and he even writes in his own book, I guess, what was it called? Confession if Chins of a Could movie. Kill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that he's a B-movie actor. That's just what he is. But I, I, I think that Fillion's gotten more respect than that, even though he hasn't had a breakthrough movie yet.
2: Well he's done some he's done some more mainstream stuff and he's um I do appreciate Fillion as an actor more. Bruce Campbell was thought of as kitschier because he had sort of a kitschier attitude. Even now, I'm happy to see that he's in, you know, burn notice, he's a regular in that show but even then they're sort of playing to his his sort of kitschy, you know, he's sort of like a gigolo-esque kind of spy yeah, in that show. Yeah, like these old Spice commercials now or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well he wrote a book on dating and love, you know, he knows how to play to his audience, but he was never ashamed of being a B-movie guy either, you know, his book I actually read his book, and it, and it was really good, and it was a lot of fun, and it wasn't goofy. It was a real, it was a real earnest look at what it's like to be sort of a working stiff in movies, where you're not like a super famous celebrity, you know, but you're making a living making movies, which is still the dream. And there's a lot to that. I really enjoyed that book a lot, and I, and I enjoy Bruce Campbell and his whole career. But Philly a a. While he follows, to me, that same legacy, he is a little bit of a cut above as far as he's had more of a crack at the mainstream than Bruce Campbell got, and maybe has a little bit more mainstream appeal than Bruce Campbell did, because he can play sensitive types too, but he can also play tough guys, and he can also do comedy. He has a very cool combination of, of talents that I don't think is being recognized well enough.
3: Absolutely wasted in Desperate Housewives. His, ca- his character was terrible in Desperate Housewives.
2: Well, it's just you're you, get, like, you had to s- glad to see him working. Like, he was in Waitress, which was the Adrian Shelley movie. Good mm-hmm. movie, and you're happy to see him in it. But at the same time, you're like, when are you going to be, you know, when are you going to step up and be laid- a leading man? You know, what you need to be. Mm-hmm. When are you going to be above, above the title? Christopher Lambert is above the title, for God's sake.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs> Maybe he's got good taste, and that's the issue. He's waiting for a good script as opposed to Christopher Lambert, who's like, Well, God I bless I'll do whatever him. you want.
2: God bless Yeah, well, that's the thing because Christopher Lambert would probably Raiden, do any sure. movie. Sure. If he got to be above the title, Christopher Lambert said yes. Yeah. And if he got to have like a raunchy cut from the R rated version sex scene for no reason, that was also <laughs> a plus.
1: Take me out to the black. Tell them I ain't coming.
3: From me. So let's uh, talk about some roles that we'd like to see Nathan Fillion in. Yeah, this uh, is
2: our "What Would What Would Fillion Do" episode. This is our the what we think, because obviously the Fall Guy, that's the tip of the iceberg, and I really think Fillion, you, your people, you need to be paying attention, because I really think there's gold here. <laughs> I can think right now, because first of all, I, the more I think about it, the more awesome the idea of a Fall Guy movie is, and second. I can't think of anyone better to be the Fall Guy than Nathan Fillion. Someone needs to get on that. And if it's not a movie, then how about a revived you know, Fall Guy TV show?
0: As, as much as they're reviving things, I'm surprised that idea hasn't come up.
3: I would almost rather see him in TV at this point because he could, you know, I, I think he, he has the capability to be an A-list actor. you know, If, if he has that opportunity and you know, maybe in a, in a good long-running TV series.
2: Well, and I think he's a good guy for TV. Nothing against it, because TV and movies are very similar as far as credibility. And I think Fillion could definitely be a movie star. But it's such a difficult world, you know? It's like Serenity, given the right circumstances, could have been a hit, you know? It was a good movie. But making Serenity a movie was a risk. If he came back to Firefly now and, and did something on TV, they probably would have had a much better chance of success because they already had a tried and true tv audience they just needed to find a time slot to draw that audience out but movies are a whole different ball game i think if you put philly in the right thing he would have a, a really good career in tv and that's nothing to be ashamed of i also think it given enough time that he could pop and become a big movie guy But I think you do have to have a successful TV show under your belt to really help build that, that, so that your face is known to people. Well, he could be like the next
0: George Clooney, yeah.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a perfect example, because George Clooney got huge in ER, and when he reached the peak of popularity that he could have for that show, he left and he made movies. And he didn't make crap movies, he picked very carefully the movies that he was going to make. And he picked good movies, and now he's a big-time movie star. People hardly ever remember that he was on TV.
0: Yeah, he was on Roseanne, for God's sake. I know, come on!
2: Well, that's like Denzel back on the the St. Elsewhere days. Nobody remembers that. Denzel is a movie star. You know, it's not a stigma at all for good actors to have, you know, to be on TV. Even if they've been in films to go back to TV, like Kiefer, man. The best decision Kiefer ever made for his career was to go to TV. Like he is the king of the awesome badasses on 24, but I can't remember the last movie he made that was any good past like Flatliners, you know? Well, yeah,
3: he he made a long string of weird little independent of films, not sorry. that
2: good movies. Yeah, a couple of decent ones. What Truth or Consequences, New Mexico was a pretty decent movie. But that I swear I think he directed that movie. But for the most part, it's actually a way to regain credibility for some of these movie stars to come back and do a sleek TV show. But I think Fillion should look into getting himself a TV show of his own. I think what he needs to pay attention to, I mean, he he should hold out for a good project, but I think he needs to pay attention to getting something where he is the star. Period. He needs to show people that he's the leading man. And that's what's, that's what we're losing out on right now. You know, Slither was a good thing for him because it was an awesome movie and he was the star of it. You know, Firefly and Serenity were good. You know, these are stepping stones. They should lead somewhere.
0: It's strange to me that the things he's been in that are are really are like Slither is fantastic. Everyone seems to think so that's seen it. And everyone loves Firefly that's seen it. But why? why is it so hard for him to sell the things he's in? to a normal person.
3: It, it could be, I mean, I guess maybe he's he's starting to get that Bruce Campbell syndrome where people are thinking of him as a genre actor.
2: Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I have some suggestions for Philly and his people that would follow that.
3: Okay, let's hear them.
2: What about a Green Lantern movie with Philly and his Green Lantern? Mm. Obviously, Hal Jordan, not the other incarnations.
3: I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for a super suit yet. What's wrong with the other incarnations?
2: Well, the other first of all, the other one is John Stewart who's black and I don't think that would be appropriate. <laughs> Although apparently in the Justice League movie they've cast Common who's like a rapper to play John Stewart. Really? And That's I haven't cool. seen him in anything but he looks he looks like John Stewart. He looks like he could be cool.
0: I've never seen him act, but he is a cool guy.
2: I like to see John Stewart get his props as a Green Lantern fan. I think John the John Stewart Green Lantern gets the shaft more times than not. So if he's the one in the Justice League movie, I support that by itself. But if you were going to do an old-school Hal Jordan kind of Green Lantern, I would think about Fillion. And a superhero Mm. role is a really good stepping stone as well.
3: I don't know, man. That that, that could go very wrong very fast. Uh, If it
2: sucks... Well, yeah. You know, and Clooney as Batman sucked. sucked, but that wasn't his fault. It was a crappy movie. You want to read the script first, don't just sign up because you well, see. Well Clooney the
3: scene. was I mean, Clooney was a big enough star at that point to where he could he, he could survive it. But I mean think about like But he Brand- had to survive it. Yeah <laughs> that's the but, thing. But think about Brandon <laughs> Ruth, you know, that guy's never gonna work again probably.
2: No way. I bet <laughs> you any I bet you two hmm. things right now. Here's the thing, here's where D C and Warner are messing up big time. They, the, very, the thing they should do more than anything else is they should put Brandon Ruth in a Superman 2 like nothing ever happened which I think they're going to do and they should roll him right over into the Justice League movie like that's what you ought to do which apparently they were not doing but I think that movie's on indefinite hold if they were smart they would stick with him as Superman until people accepted that he was because that's how it would work. Because Brandon Routh didn't do a thing wrong as Superman. It was well, yeah. It was it's not. It wasn't film his fault. I mean, failed him. That, that the, and yeah, the film wasn't awful either. It was a lot of bad circumstances, you know. But what they need to do is stick with him, stick with that that franchise, make another Superman movie, and make sure it's awesome. And all will be forgiven. It'll be like Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, you know people didn't hate star trek the motion picture they were just kind of like what's going on with this movie it's a little all over the place and instead of like completely redoing everything they're like let's just make another star trek movie and do it a little different same cast you know and everything or whatever we won't say that one didn't happen or anything we'll just go ahead and bang another one out that's awesome and then all will be forgiven and that's what happened that's what they need to do with Superman. Bang another one out, a Wrath of Khan one. You know what is awesome about Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan? Is that when people say they want to make an awesome second movie, they say Wrath of Khan. They say this is going to be my Wrath of Khan. Because everyone knows that the first movie in a major franchise can tend to get a little awkward. There's a lot to you know, there's a lot to play with, a lot of things that can go wrong. The second one gets to flow. We talked about this before, you know. It has fewer obligations.
3: Well, I say it does have the advantage of not having to explain an origin or anything like that. Just get right down to the business. Yeah, the we get
2: right to the sexy. Which and apparently that's is good. what
3: makes this Hulk movie that's out right now good. I haven't seen it yet. I did I finally get around it. to I did. going to... Go I have ahead. seen
2: the new Hulk movie, and I did enjoy it.
3: Yeah. I got around to seeing Iron Man, which is good.
2: Iron Man is awesome.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Hulk is not Iron Man awesome, but they did they did a good job with it. And there were a bunch of nods in the new Hulk movie to the old Hulk TV show, which I appreciated.
0: Is it like Fantastic Four good or X-Men good?
2: What do you – as in – is it as good as those or are those yeah, qualifiers? Like, well, because like I like X-Men. <laughs> you mean is it – Fantastic Four, good or is it? I like
0: Fantastic good? Four, but I like the X Men movies better. Also saying, you know, which which of these is it comparable it's, to? It's
2: difficult to say because the Hulk is a difficult sell either way. You know, I I wasn't a hater of the original Hulk movie that they made because I understood that the Hulk was a difficult sell, but I thought this mm-hmm. one did a better job of bringing out what makes the Hulk sort of the Hulk. And playing off of what you're used to seeing from the old TV show you know the opening sequences where they they very quickly recap his origin they shot them to look just like those old opening sequences from the TV show where it's got like sort of the MRI thing on his forehead or oh, whatever wow, like. That's fun. and there's even a moment in the movie where they use the Hulk theme oh that's oh, they're, awesome they're I've always him.
0: loved that theme
2: Oh, that theme is the greatest ever, and it's the most depressing to be a superhero yeah, that's theme. Yeah, what, that's
0: what's so cool about it. It's one of the saddest-sounding piano People should nerges. really
2: appreciate The Hulk as a TV show in those ways because it probably provides more pathos to a superhero story than you're likely to see on the screen. Like, they really do a good job of, you know, because it's The Fugitive. It's a takeoff of The Fugitive, that TV show where he's, like, running and all that.
3: You know, if they were going to make a Hulk TV series today, you know who I'd want to play David Banner? Who's that? Nathan Fillion. Nathan
2: Fillion. <laughs> Nathan Fillion. That's right.
3: I think he could actually pull that
0: off. That would be a good sell for He's him. got it's a weird.
2: cool sensibility. Yeah. They, they like to get little guys funny, to play but the But he can be very you know?
0: serious, too. They're always casting have these have little, little guys. guys.
2: I'm not saying you have to have them, but that's what they like. For contrast, the Hulk, they make him, like, 20 feet tall, and then they get, like, Ed Morton to play Bruce Banner. i saying get it? You get it? They're the best pants in the world. You get it? Hulk pants. Can't beat them.
0: <laughs> it has to be somebody that, that you can buy will get beat up commonly because he's Bruce Banner or David Banner whichever. They're always getting beat up by the local roughs.
2: That's true. And they do that in, in this new movie too. There's like the moments where he's like he's just trying to get by and of course he runs into just a band of ne'er-do-wells that yep. will not rest until they've they've had their spines ripped out.
0: Until they beat up every person in town, apparently. Like, hey.
2: In fact, I'm the opposite of Bruce Banner, because I have a habit of going out and trying, you know, in my own way, to start trouble with people, and they ignore me.
0: Well, you're the guy. Bruce
2: Banner, I don't know. He should get onto my program, <laughs> because he's going out going, look, guys, I just I just want my own business. Like, oh, trouble looking for you, like a ready kid, do.
0: <laughs> See, know? what you're not getting, though, is that you're one of those dudes that's going to pick on Bruce Banner one of these days. You're going to be in a bar. You're going to go true. knock some guy's drink over. Over and his eyes are going to turn green. Well,
2: he should pay attention. They do that in the movie too where, you know, the the transformation. Do you have the
0: good sound?
2: No, but they, bom, 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 bom. <laughs> yeah. that would that's the best part where it's like don <laughs> And then he like throws <laughs> a guy into wet cement for no reason. He's always just throwing people in the TV show because, you know, if the punk if the Hulk punched you, your head would come off. So you can't do that in the show. So he's just throwing people, but I think we've lost Philean like, completely. What happened? <laughs> well,
0: this is what happens to poor Nathan, or Nathan. Yeah, we're I marginalizing
2: like him in the same way. You know what else I think he would be awesome at besides the Green Lantern movie? I'm always pushing the Green Lantern movie because that's an awesome superhero to make. What a great sci-fi movie! And if you had someone like Nathan Philean, that would just make it work. I'm just, I'm just saying, Hollywood. Fall Guy would be cheaper, you could have gone with my first idea, but now you pushed me into a corner. <laughs> but another thing I think we were talking about before, there's all this rumor that they're gonna bring back Buck Rogers.
3: Yes, oh, that'd be awesome.
2: Tell me Fillion wouldn't make an awesome Buck Rogers. And I'm talking Gil Gerard Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century Buck that
3: Rogers. That would tweaking. be gold, man. That
2: that's who awesome. could bring it but who could bring it better than Fillion in a role like that?
3: He probably wouldn't do it. I bet he, I bet do he it. would do he it.
2: He wouldn't do it. What are you talking about? He's he cool. did Firefly, and that was
0: <laughs> had no legacy if at all. Not, but
3: that was before. He's probably trying not to be typecast as a. Space, that
2: may
0: be true. That may be true.
3: You know, space cowboy. I, you know?
2: I appreciate if that's true, but I see no evidence of it. I think that hopefully the man is an actor, and he's a good one. And if he gave him a script that was fun, he'd go for it. I'd hate to think that he'd be like, I don't want to do sci-fi. You know, well, Bruce Campbell didn't want to do sci-fi, but 20 years later, he does a new script we give him. <laughs> That's not true. I'm just funnin'. But
3: he did do Herbie.
2: There, He did do Alien Apocalypse, which is a crapola movie. I think Alien
0: you know? needs to get on the bandwagon that uh, Hugh Jackman got onto. Because I like Hugh Jackman as well, but he he's doing all the same kind of things that you think Fillion should be doing. He's in these sci-fi action kind of movies and he does some romantic comedies and stuff too
2: he just hasn't Fillion hasn't gotten that, to that point where he can pick and choose yet which is why he's doing like second fiddle I'm just curious why shows. Hugh
0: Jackman's gotten there and Fillion can't I well say. first of
2: all the X-Men was a huge hit that's what yeah. made Jackman I mean we love Fillion and I and I think you know I like Fillion better than Hugh Jackman you know i think he's a t- more talented actor and i'd much rather see him in a movie than Hugh Jackman nothing against Hugh Jackman
0: yeah but Fillion, in my opinion has a much stronger presence on the screen absolutely we said really it before that we thought screen. he
2: could actually do the Harrison Ford kind of roles you know where he's got that 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 awesome combination of you know good looks a uh, kind of rugged good looks that, that that don't intimidate people but you know are there and a good sense of comedy. He's a perfectly built action hero. And, you know, he has it all. He can talk tough, be funny, but he also has a sensitivity for the ladies.
0: Yeah, he's got a vulnerability.
2: He's really built to be a real mainstream leading man.
0: Just like Harrison Ford, I think he has, what he has that a lot of people don't have is a very believable intensity. Harrison Ford has that too. And I think that's what makes, to me, that's the most similar thing about the two of them. What people
2: don't seem to understand that both of these guys have, and this is why acting is partly talent and it's partly character, which is they have an intensity that's not false because it's not an intensity based on how tough they are. It's an intensity based on on how deeply they can also break down. You know, like they can be very emotional and tough at the same time, you know, and it's very weird to see a guy who's like a tough guy, but he's not stoic at all. Like he, he can be hurt, and you can see that in him, but at the same time, you can still be kind of afraid of him a little bit. And, you know, we're, we're talking about Fillion as though, you know, maybe he could pick some B movie roles, but I really do believe that this is a guy who's got it in him to be a big time movie star. And much better than some of the movie stars that we got. Definitely, it's just a matter of box office that he hasn't so far.
3: That's why I would worry about a Buck Rogers kind of a thing. I mean, not that I wouldn't love to see it, but I mean, I do think he has potential to to go beyond those types of roles. And if he got into like a Sci-Fi Channel Buck Rogers and didn't, I'm not talking three, about Sci-Fi Channel.
2: <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel is not what I'm... I don't want that for Buck Rogers either. Sci-Fi Channel has done
0: more things to ruin sci-fi than anybody else by far. I'm starting to think that, that Greg is dissing the concept of Buck. Yeah.
2: And, now and now you're entirety. saying, now I love philion but you're saying philion's too good for Buck. Now that says to me that you're not respecting Buck Rogers. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking.
3: It's going to be a reckoning.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love Buck Rogers. I don't want to see him on the Sci-Fi Channel either. They've ruined just about everything they touch. I'm talking about a big screen Buck.
0: I think Philian could be cool in a quantum leap show as well.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I really liked Scott Bakula back in those days, you know? I wouldn't mind seeing him and stuff, but, you know, Philian has that quantum leap sensibility because its it was the same way with that show where he was strong, he could do the karate stuff for no reason and he was also very smart and, and he had a really strong sensibility I, if I could look back at all the shows or movies that I identified with the most or I enjoyed the most it would be the ones where there was a hero who had a strong sensibility and I think that's what we're lacking and I think you know, you only get a guy that comes around every now and then that's got that kind of thing, you know, where he's not pretending to be tough, you get that he's tough. He doesn't have to be tough. You get that, like just by looking at him, you're like, I don't want to fight that guy. You know, just the look in his eyes tells you you don't want to fight him. Because we were already talking about how Phillian should be in a Han Solo TV show as Han Solo.
0: Yeah, I'd hate to see. The only reason I would I would be Cautious about that. Is I'd hate to see him just trying to pick up Harrison Ford's that directly. Yeah, yeah.
2: When he could create his own legend, and I and I don't say that facetiously at all. I mean that.
3: I I agree somewhat, but I mean if it was a Han Solo um, type of TV series and, and Lucas wasn't too involved with it, and they were able to get edgy with you know with the plot lines, I think he could probably. I think Han Solo, I think Harrison Ford is far enough out from Han Solo to where there's a generation that don't even really, you know, probably equate him with that role. That may be true.
2: I think that's absolutely true. So
3: I think Nathan Fillion could slide into a Han Solo Mm -hmm. type of scenario and make it his own role.
2: Absolutely. And I think maybe in some ways that's what the Star Wars universe needs is that sort of reinvention. There wouldn't be that many purists who are like, it's not that's not Harrison Ford. You know, if you came in strong and you had a fun character and you had someone like Philion who could make it its own, you know, his own sort of role, people would enjoy it. And I kind of get mad that I just don't feel like people are recognizing him as being that kind of actor. They don't recognize him as that sort of resource that they could be using. Well, I because he definitely think that... could make it work.
0: There's the possibility that people aren't recognizing that, I suppose, but at the same time, it's not like I'm seeing a lot of awesome roles out there that he's not getting chosen for. It's like, why didn't they pick him for this project? Well, there are no projects out there that are that have a a modern Han Solo in them, you know?
2: And I don't want to be overly dramatic, but sometimes I feel like movies these days are are crying out for a hero. I feel like (laughs) Like, like the we're Bonnie Tyler song for a Nathan Fillion, but I think we need like a guy like Fillion to step into the, the role and show us like what a good old fashioned two fisted adventurer is like in movies. That's what Harrison Ford did. Literally, seriously, like, you know, there were a lot of great movies that were written at that time too. But th- th- let us not forget that it, it's the awesome presence and charisma of a great leading man that makes a great character. And I have no doubt at all that Han Solo would have been a nothing character if they'd cast anybody other than Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford made Han Solo an icon. And he made, after that, of course, Indiana Jones an icon.
0: Yeah, wasn't Tom Selleck going for one of those?
2: Yes, Indiana Jones. For Indiana
0: Jones, yeah. He's he's sort of that same kind of guy, too. I,
2: I enjoy Tom Selleck a lot, and he certainly has found himself in making westerns, which I think is his true calling because he is awesome in, in good old-fashioned Westerns.
0: Uh, Nathan Fillion kind of has that Western kind of thing, too, I think. he's He'd be very oh, yeah, believable in a Western.
1: That. I know the secret. The truth that burned up River Chan's brain. The rest of the verse is going to know it, too, because they need to. Do you really believe that? I do. You're willing to die for that belief? I am.
2: Of course that ain't exactly plan A. He can do that but he has the Harrison Ford sort of quality where while you would be comfortable seeing him in a Western, you don't think that's the only place he belongs. You just feel like he has that cowboy sort of attitude.
3: I guess, I don't know, he's a little too Pretty well, he's a little Western, too pretty
2: to be a yeah. cowboy, but... Well,
0: Tom Selleck isn't pretty. This conversation's getting weird. Tom Selleck
3: is grizzled looking, you know.
2: It's the stash that makes it work. I see. He can grow a big, thick mustache. <laughs> like, I can't I can't grow the big, thick mustache like he can. That's really a defining element of a cowboy. I'm not sure if I see that in, in Philly, and if, I don't know what kind of facial hair he can grow but I wouldn't go toe-to-toe with, with Selleck on the facial hair. Yeah, front.
3: he's a little thin, too, for a cowboy. I mean, a cowboy's kind of got to be tough. Nathan Fillion? You know, big... He's
0: beefy. What are you talking about? Fillion's pretty beefy. Just go do a Google image search. You'll see.
2: Oh, no. Captain Tight Pants. He's yeah, a tough dude. He's, he's beefy. He's not skinny by any means. I don't I don't think he's skinny.
3: <laughs> Brooks has been doing searches for images of Nathan Fillion. Well, I had to to
0: add a thing to our webpage. Thank you very much. Look
2: at him online. <laughs> He's beautiful. Are you?
3: Are you the chairman of the fan club? He's a vision think, of a man. He's like an Adonis. I was gonna jump that fence. It'd be with Nathan Fillion.
2: Yeah, an Adonis. He's a statue beauty.
3: Well, Sean's the one that's saying how he's
0: good-looking, but not threatening, and all this stuff. So he's obviously been given some thought to this.
2: That's a sidetrack. Don't worry about it. But I think what what are some of the roles, given that you want fill in to take a more, a more mainstream approach what are some of the roles that you think maybe he should be pursuing if not Green Lantern and Buck Rogers <laughs> besides the fall guy I think that's the one <laughs> I, I think know. he should fall call guy. his I think literally think he should listen to this show and go what the hell pick up his phone and talk to his agent and go where are we on this fall guy thing
3: I wouldn't mind seeing him do some procedural type stuff maybe some uh, law and order Type stuff. I think it would be kind of cool.
2: I don't think he should be doing guest spots in shows. We're building a leading man here.
3: Not not guest spots. I'm talking about like if you got. A... Uh, he he means his like. No, the cop I, I'm talking something. about like if he could if he could play a detective or something yeah. like that. You know.
2: Well, yeah, if he could get one of those roles, yeah. He'd I
3: be guess. a good cop.
2: As long as he's not in that CSI crap. I can't stand those shows.
3: Uh, well, it's not about what you like. Yeah, I, I kind of agree, though, yeah, because they're, they're all too, like, sexy and all that stuff. I mean, he wouldn't... He, I'm he, telling
2: he, you, if they would listen to me, they'd make better movies. You should listen to what I like. Stay away from those CBS shows. They're made for 60-year-olds. They don't know what's <laughs> on. They fall asleep halfway through the episode. No one even knows who ever did it.
3: Hey, man, put him on the ER. The ER has a revolving door cast. Why not Why not? You know, put him in the ER?
2: I'll give him this advice: Stay away from NBC. NBC is like the Michael Jackson of networks, you know, where he called himself the King of Pop for 20 years, even though he only had one major album.
0: Well, he had more than NBC one. NBC is album. like
2: claiming to have like the the musty TV. It's like you know, you got The Office, good job. You got My Name Is Earl, good job. What else?
3: Night Rider. <laughs>
0: I like it. My name is Earl. Okay, but that's hardly must see TV. It's hardly water cooler talk. You know, it's not Ross and Rachel kind of stuff.
2: And good for them because those are the kind of shows I wish people would make more of. I don't like traditional sitcoms with a live studio audience and all that crap. But it's true. There's no, you know, people are standing around the water cooler talking about American Idol because people are morons. <laughs> so it's good that you're not writing shows for morons, but it's not must-see TV because morons watching TV want something that they can chatter about instead of working.
3: Nathan Fillion could save Knight Rider for NBC.
2: Now I like where your head's at. How awesome would that be with him driving the Knight Rider?
0: He did that drive show or whatever, so he's got experience with cars.
2: Yeah. That's sure. You know, he never talked to him, but still, he could drive. <laughs>
0: he may have talked to them. I didn't watch it. I don't know.
2: Hmm. I watched it. Uh, The show was just
3: a dumb premise, you know, from the beginning. it, It was
2: kind of a decent show, but the problem was it was doomed from the start because it was one of those shows that was clearly canceled before it ever aired, and then they started airing it as an alternative during summertime, which means that they already hadn't picked it up; they were just filling the space, and they figured if they filled it with space and it was a big hit, then they'd carry it on to the fall. But that didn't happen. They played it a lot that summer, but was he good it at was, it? It wasn't a bad show. It was just kind of a silly idea.
3: He
0: looked in the ads that I saw for the show to be the only interesting thing in the show. Like I was actually well, intrigued was. by his situation. There were all
2: these. It was so kind of a wrong because there were all these characters and all this, and who cared at all? But he was the star, and he was the one who you know had some kind of past, the mysterious bank robber passed and they had kidnapped his wife and that was why he was doing it and all this like crazy nonsense, you know, that, and, but what made it interesting is some of the show's writers I think were spillover writers from the Buffy Angel days and I liked that, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't go anywhere, it made me kind of mad that, you know, you want to see him in something so bad and you already know when you're watching that, that the show's not going to make it. And you keep feeling like these, you know, all these shots are being wasted for him. That's why I want to see him in The Fall Guy. (laughs) Everybody likes The Fall Guy. And, you know, Fillion, being a guy who came up in that sort of thing where he wasn't quite as recognized as he should have been, not a B movie actor and not a nobody, but sort of being not quite as recognized as big movie stars, I think that he would be a great pick for The Fall Guy. You know, as a, as a nod to the Johnny dramas of the world.
0: Yeah, thematically that makes sense. So Fall Guy, Hollywood.
2: I don't know. It's These things come to me and I wish you'd listen because, you know, I'm not a huge Fall Guy fan. This came to me like a sounding from heaven and now it sounds perfect. <laughs> so you should listen, Hollywood. This is This is a vision. This is something that came to me. This is something that was given to me and I'm giving it to you. The Fall Guy as a movie, Nathan Fillion as Colt
0: Seaver. It's a shame that the forces that be out there that, that are giving you these visions aren't circumventing you and going straight to the people that actually have the ability to yeah, make movies.
2: They should probably go to people who make movies. That's what I think. They're probably crazy forces. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't listen. They're probably just, just the same nut job voices that tell people to do serial killings and stuff.
0: They probably, just like real writers and, and producers, they probably are going to Hollywood, and Hollywood's like, oh, I don't have time. I'm sorry. I'll t- I'll have my people talk to your people.
2: Yeah, maybe these voices like were whispering in Weinstein's ear, Fall Guy movie, New Philly. Like, that... What?
0: Yeah, Too busy. <laughs> talk to someone else. I
2: can't do that. Tarantino wants to make a four-part opera about samurais or something. I don't care. I'll let him do anything he wants. I don't have time for your crazy voices.
0: I think Thillian, uh would do well to do some more dramatic kind of work. It's like, like Harrison Ford did after Indiana Jones and stuff he picked up.
2: People tend to forget that Harrison Ford had a rough ride after Indiana Jones. Yeah, he got nominated for an Oscar in Witness, but does anybody really watch Witness? You know, it was a long. the Mosquito Coast.
0: Yeah. That where was he went weird through my one.
2: hometown of Rome, Georgia, and called it a toilet.
3: <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> That's when they're shooting the scene and he's going, look at this place, it's a toilet! He's going through Rome, Georgia, I know which is where I lived at the time. Really? That's...
0: Yeah. That son of a bitch. So sc- screw you! <laughs> but, uh,
2: but, you know, it wasn't until he had settled into the Jack Ryan role that he had gotten another big franchise, and he only did two of those.
0: That would be a good thing for philian to get into uh, one of these spy thriller type deals, too. I think he could pull that off. Of course, I, I, I think
2: he
3: could pull off anything. I think that genre is getting kind of tired right now, but yeah.
2: I think he needs a film noir kind of with a sense of humor because he's good at playing these almost film noir kind of characters, but, you know, with a deadpan sense of humor. I think he needs to find some kind of character that allow, allows him to be tough. You know what I liked about film noir, especially when you start talking about Sam Spade? And those guys were real deadpan as far as they were tough, stoic guys. But they had like these awesome one-liners, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I know they would not only beat you up, but they would be wittier than you, too, while doing it.
2: When I smack you, you'll take it and like it. <laughs> That's like the Maltese Falcon. You can't go her honk. But, you know, that's the kind of role that he needs because he can be so funny. Show that off. That's why, you know, the Indiana Jones role was so good for Harrison Ford back in those days. The whole idea of having, it was it's almost a Jackie Chan system of making action movies where you have this tough guy who can do these almost supernatural, superhuman sort of things. But, but you can also see when he takes a hit, he feels it. You know, he gets he gets it taken out of him through the course of the movie and you sort of identify with that. Even Jackie Chan, who's doing amazing things, you know, he punches a guy, but he still you can tell it hurts him. (laughs) And you get it, you like you you identify with it even though you can't do anything remotely like Jackie Chan can do. And the same thing for Indiana Jones, you feel the same way. But they they give you this humanity to the character that makes it worthwhile. And I think Fillion is one of those kind of actors that can do that, too. You believe him in a fight, but you also believe him when he's losing the fight. And that way, when he wins the fight, you appreciate it. That old school sort of John McClane, that original diehard kind of thinking where they take the beating and you feel the beating.
0: Yeah, he's Mm kind of got that Bruce Willis thing, too, where he can be funny and intense. I like him better than Bruce Willis, though. I, I think Bruce Willis is a great actor, but I, Nathan Fillion's more fun to me to watch than Bruce Willis is.
2: Now, I think we're probably just used to Bruce Willis, but I'll tell you, what made Bruce Willis happen in the movies was Die Hard. Because, you know, he was doing Moonlighting, he was doing all these kind of movies and stuff, and, you know, everyone liked him, everyone knew who he was. But he hadn't established himself as a movie star. And then he made Die Hard. Die Hard didn't just make Bruce Willis it redefined action movies in general you know because it showed off his funniness it showed off his, his, his badass attitude it also showed off something you don't see in, in or didn't especially back then you didn't see in action movies which was vulnerability
0: yeah the every guy action
2: he doesn't have shoes on he gets cut to pieces his shirt is just a bloody awful dirty mess you can tell by the end of the movie that he's about ready to fall down dead <laughs> And you feel it, even though the rest of the stuff in the action movie is completely unbelievable. You feel like you identify with this guy, even though he's doing things that you couldn't do in, in, in any context like in, in a controlled environment i am not going to jump down an elevator shaft and then grab an air vent and pull myself up into it you know i'm just gonna die when that happens <laughs> good to we know. know that john mclean is going to use a machine gun as as sort of a repelling grappling hook he's like what are you doing i wouldn't try that at all that's that's insane
0: well you don't know if you were if in that it, situation
2: if I had a machine gun and guys were coming at me, I would probably sit where I was with my machine gun and hope that I could shoot them before they shot me. I'm sur- I'm not climbing down any elevator shafts. I'm telling you that right now. When the zombie stuff goes down, you better hope it doesn't go down in like a skyscraper. I am not climbing down an elevator shaft because it- I'm not going to help anybody out by dying. That's a Which zombie is- movie hasn't been done
3: yet. Skyscraper the zombie. zombie yeah. movie. A zombie movie in the skyscraper. Has there ever been a zombie movie in a skyscraper?
2: Well, zombies can't take stairs or elevators. Well, they so really, they were if you're in a mall. skyscraper, you're pretty much safe. It's I think that would be if the world isn't falling apart to the point. Zombies where, Zombies can you know, take
0: stairs. They they do that. I don't know. They're yeah, not real they're zombies, so but they do slow, that in though. 28 days later. They have to bar all the stairwells.
2: 28 days later is different because they're bounding up the stairs, screaming, bloody yeah, murder. Not really I'm talking zombies. about like the traditional zombies, where their joints are all locking up and they can hardly move. Then you want the stairs because you could totally outrun them. If you take an elevator to the top and there's like 28 stories, you're not going to have to deal with that many zombies.
0: Well, they'll get up there eventually.
2: Why would they? Well, there's so many people just running around screaming downstairs. Well, I mean, downstairs. once they've eaten everyone That's else. That's when you being smart is helping out because you know there's a lot of people down in the streets just going, what's going on? And they're going to die. <laughs> that's what you're counting on. They will feed the zombie population probably indefinitely. And by the time the zombies are ready to go looking for other prey, they're, you know, their joints are going to be so locked up. They're barely going to be able to make it upstairs. So
3: Nathan Fillion in a zombie skyscraper movie.
0: Oh man. To see him in a zombie movie would be like a fantasy for
2: me. Nathan, what were we talking about? We were talking about Nathan Fillion in Predator. If you did another one of those alien predator kind of movies, then don't just put some nothing nobody in it that we don't care about. Put someone like Nathan Fillion. He's not a, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, he's not a marquee actor. He's not going to cost you $20 million. He's an actor who's going to cost you about as much as these people you're putting in the movies that we don't even know. So, but he's got a built-in audience. You got to think about stuff like that. You want your, you want your Ash in these kind of movies. I can't imagine if you did like a like a Freddy movie or a Jason movie or an Alien movie or a Predator movie. I just can't imagine if you if you put Nathan Fillion in him. I can't imagine me not wanting to go see it. I would go see it in the theater. Yeah, it wouldn't even be a question.
0: Did White Noise did see too Nathan make it Fillion to the theaters? Did what? White Noise 2, did that make it into the theater? He was in that, right? No.
2: The unfortunate story of White Noise 2 is I actually waited for a while for it to even make it to American DVD. Oh, wow. White Noise 2 was actually out in the UK for a few months before it made it here. See, when this, I saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh, I want to see that. I'm just going to play forever devil's advocate for a here. minute.
0: This is what Hollywood is probably thinking, because you know they don't think the way normal people do they say oh yeah nathan Fillion. let's see uh firefly canceled white noise 2 horrible slither big failure yeah i'm gonna sign him right up drive no good and th- they're but not you seeing set someone
2: up to fail they're gonna fail this is well, where Hollywood what is always bothers making me is
0: mistakes. that a lot of these projects aren't bad i don't know about white noise Two, but like slither to me it boggles my mind that it's not more popular than it is because it's, yeah, it's so
2: charming. a different
3: thing. And same thing with Firefly. Slither
2: is awesome. Slither should have I won't defend White Noise too, but Slither.
3: And Firefly's that way too. Well that would be the ultimate thing to get him off the ground, I think, if, if if they were to resurrect Firefly is because I mean that it would almost be like, you know, kinda like they did with Family Guy, you know, it didn't it wasn't successful in its initial run on That's Fox. true. Then, but, but it had then, uh, a
0: fan base and so does Firefly. So that there is some truth to that.
3: Yeah, so if that were to happen, I think that would get him enough notoriety to where he could start really, you know, breaking out into some bigger roles. But you know, I, I think they actually might have screwed that up by um, making the movie because they split the they split the rights. Like, uh, you know, Universal made the movie, but Fox made the TV show. And, uh, and yeah, so it might it not probably, have been a good yeah.
0: idea to go to movies with that.
2: Well, not if they were going to do it the way they did it. You know, there's a lot I don't want to criticize. I know I sound like I do, but there's a lot of things that I could say where the Serenity movie went wrong. There aren't a lot of... Not necessarily story-wise, but when you think about it as from a marketing perspective, you know, a lot of the stuff that they did with that movie didn't prepare it for a new audience at all. I can't imagine watching that movie not knowing what Firefly was and expecting to know what was going on in it. And the exposition that they added in the beginning of the movie to get you on board was even more confusing. That movie should have acted as though Firefly's show never existed. Keep the backstory in mind, but don't bother yeah, to try to explain it, it anything. It wasn't
0: its own story. That's the problem. It
2: should have jumped right in. And if they wanted to tell a story about River and all that kind of stuff, that's fine, but you still have to tell it from the context of telling it to a new audience. And that movie felt like to me and I, I will say this forever, it felt like a an, an overbloated finale to the TV show. It didn't feel like the beginning of anything.
3: Well, it didn't feel like they were
2: trying to reboot the show. It felt like he was trying to do the finale to the show he never got a chance to do. And then why were we in the theater to watch it? Because we thought it was going to be the beginning of some new film franchise, and he's still dwelling on what he didn't get to do in some TV show. Yeah. And that's my that is my one criticism. I do I, I I like the Serenity movie a lot. I like everything to do with Firefly, but from a purely marketing perspective, I watched that movie going, what were you thinking? You were trying to launch a film franchise. What was this? And I think that in terms of Nathan Fillion, too, who is like, what were you doing to, to him? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is his chance. This is where he's, he's the star. I don't know.
3: Joss may pull him out yet, though, because I know Joss has got him in some other projects now.
2: Does he? I know he he's used him and stuff.
3: Hasn't? Isn't he in this Dollhouse project or something?
2: Is he? Uh, I would love it if he is. I know I've heard very little about this Dollhouse project.
3: I I don't know that I don't know that for certain, but I think he may be.
2: I would like that a lot. Dollhouse is uh, Joss Whedon's new TV show, which I have not heard anything as to when it's supposed to air, but he's developing it with Eliza Dushku, who was in Buffy and a little bit of Angel, and she was in. Uh, she was in the True Calling TV show, and she's like the star. I hadn't heard anything about Philian being in it, although What's I would like that. What's the concept of the show? The concept of the show is it about robot girls who are assassins or something? I'm I'm so afraid Soul. I'm going to say something totally stupid. <laughs> you, I'm there. Just what look are you talking it up about? online. Sounds it's, good to me. It's yeah, it's something to do with their. They're like androids who are created for pleasure or something, ah. and then they end up being secret agents. Or I, oh, God. I'm probably just... <laughs> please, well, if that's not what up it
0: up. is, we need to make that show.
2: If that isn't, yeah. If that's <laughs> not it, then why not? <laughs> that's what it sounds... What's Nathan Fillion doing in that show? It sounds like he's just standing in the way. <laughs> Man, on, an, on a note non-Fillion related, I do want to say I saw that movie P2...
0: I don't know what that is.
2: About the girl who gets trapped in the parking garage with the psycho. Hmm.
0: Oh, I do remember seeing an ad for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought it was going to be sort of diehardy as a you know as a thriller kind of movie, but it's not. It's mostly just her running around crying while he tries to kill her. But
3: uh, how hard is it to get out of a parking
2: deck? Hell, real hard in this movie, and it's real hard when you do everything wrong. <laughs>
3: I guess maybe an underground parking deck might be kinda of hard,
2: but I don't know. They they dress her up in some kind of evening gown where she's just kind of jiggling around the whole movie. And that's definitely the highlight. Well. I will say that uh from that perspective, the the actress Rachel Nichols is coming off pretty well. As far as it being believable as a thriller, not so much. But as far as it being making me want to be a stalker in a parking deck, I don't know. <laughs> well, Sir, <laughs> I see the peel a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: I don't often I, see I, women in in uh fancy dresses walking around in parking decks by themselves in the middle well, of the see, night. Well, see
2: in the movie, he kidnaps her and he clearly puts her in this dress, which is what makes it weird. But it's just a device so that they can show because you're like she's kind of cute, and then like he puts her in this dress, and you're like whoa, hello. like so now I'm starting to see his point she was kind of letting that go to waste
0: (laughs) she had she (laughs) needed kidnapping
2: yeah really he's bringing out her true karate
0: oh lord true karate I forgot all about that
2: after having a moment to reflect I would like to say that I have no intention of becoming a stalker in a parking deck
3: (laughs) But if I Probably. was a stalker, I'd stalk Nathan Fillion.
2: I was, well, I was going to say I'd stalk Rachel Nichols, but that's just because of this movie. <laughs> but now they think it maybe that Nathan Fillion should be in a movie with Rachel Nichols.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, if, if Sean had his, his way. This is why you're not a producer. You're just like, good-looking guy, good-looking girl. Hey,
2: look, man, here's here's me thinking, here's me making connections. All right, we need a Heather Thomas for the Fall That's Guy movie. That's Maybe hmm. Rachel Nichols could be running around in a bikini for no reason. All right? You're welcome, Hollywood. Swish.
3: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All
2: right. Knocked another one out. Because she was a good actress. She did fine. But come on. Clearly, they were, they were emphasizing other assets in that film. And there's no reason we can't continue that in the Fall Guy film.
0: There's lots of these weird little action uh, franchises that pop up every now and then, and you like the Mummy movies or something like that, and you stop and go, "Well, why can't Nathan get on board with one of these things?"
3: Well, now the Mummy—that would be an awesome, you know, movie franchise. Yeah, would be or, great or, for something you know, like that. Better than Brendan Fraser, because I never have understood. Maybe why he I, got needs to... I like Brendan Fraser in those. I movies. like
2: Brendan Fraser, but he obviously doesn't put a lot of thought into a script before he says yes. Monkey bone. You're
0: talking about Encino Man? What?
2: <laughs> Encino. Well, see, he wasn't famous Blast before from the Encino past. Man. You know, I'll forgive. Blast from the past was funny. <laughs> but, you know, there are some things, like he made that Looney Tunes movie and stuff, and you're like, you're famous now. What's going on? He's got a little bit of Cuba
0: in him for that, where they're all like... Yeah, he's, he does seem to like the kid roles, like the little he kid kind of movies. He likes ridiculous things. George
2: of the Jungle and Dudley Do-Right. You know, he didn't think playing both of those roles would be detrimental to his career. Well, he's still
0: going <laughs> strong. Doesn't seem to have hurt him. Yeah,
2: making stupid movies. Now, I guess if that's what he wants to make, that's fine. He's in The Journey to the Center of the Earth, which looks like it's going to be a big movie, and he's in the new Mummy movie, which I love the Mummy movies. I'm glad he's doing yeah. them. But That's the kind Brendan of thing, that Fraser is a good actor. That's
0: the kind of thing that, like, it's just a matter of time, for Philean gets on board with one of those it seems like
2: i think Philian the reason i say stuff like buck rogers and stuff like green Lantern is i think what's going to propel Philian is if he finds some kind of franchise i'd like to see him get into a franchise role i could see him playing a superhero i could see him playing like a buck rogers i like him you know i miss the overbloated hero that we used to have in the 80s you know these larger-than-life heroes. We don't have any now. They're all trying to be so gritty. Or they're regular guys. Like that kid, that wanted movie where he's like some regular gooby nerdy kid who doesn't look as cool as me and he ends up hooking up with Angelina Jolie and he's like a super assassin or some nonsense. And I don't want to be a super assassin. I don't envy him that. That sounds like a lame job. Even worse than a normal job. I don't like assassin movies at all. I don't understand why we keep Glorifying that as a profession. Well,
3: if you want, you know, you get to hang out with Angelina Jolie, I guess.
2: I don't know. That sounds like something that that's its own punishment. I think people just like <laughs> uh,
0: sniper rifles because that's that's the trailer shot. You always have the sniper rifle scene.
2: Well, I think that the sniper rifle is the chosen. You know, chosen weapon of the wuss. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You can't kill me to my face. That's true, <laughs> you man. Can, you can sling a gun around and make the bullet curve. You play
0: it in like Halo, and it's infuriating. I'll tell you, we you used to,
2: This happened in real life. Remember when we used to play s- Siphon Filter? Yeah. Remember that game? And Brooks used to be the most annoying person ever because you would go blow for blow, toe to toe. It didn't matter. Brooks would just like hide up in in a corner somewhere, and he'd just snipe you. <laughs> Like, you run around going, where are you? Headshot. In, in video
0: games, it really <laughs> does show. No but, fun at all. God, how frustrating it can be.
2: <laughs> See, me and Melissa would be different because me and Melissa would be like, let's throw our guns away and just go knives. Yeah. You and me. <laughs> and we just run at each other with knives till someone won. And it was like awesome. This is how men die.
1: <laughs>
2: it was awesome that way. It felt like, you know, and our little, our bouts would last like 30 seconds tops. It was just chicken. It was just like, ah, but you felt good about it. You felt like you, you felt like you'd done yourself some honor. I don't, I don't get these hitman movies. They, these hitman movies keep making them look like hitmen are such badasses, but don't they just shoot people when they're not looking? They shoot people in the back. What's weird about the Hitman movies,
0: pretty much all of them, Jason Bourne included and the movie Hitman, all these movies show that, yeah, for the last 20 years, I've been ruthlessly killing people, but all of a sudden, right now, at this moment, I've developed a conscience and now I'm a good person. I've decided to be nice. Well, what about those 30 dudes? Oh, they all had it coming.
2: (laughs) Yeah, probably they were all bad people. And that's what this Wanted movie looks like, kill one to save 1,000. Like, ah, forget it. Like, have we lost the very concept of the hero? Have we lost the very idea of what it is to be heroic, which is to sacrifice yourself rather than another person? That's why I want to see more superhero movies come around because I feel like we're losing it. It's funny
0: that you say you we're, want we're like glorifying
2: uh, these horrifying over-the-top
0: the superhero know. kind of things with Fillion, but what makes Fillion charming to me is not an over-the-top thing at all. It's his humanity. It's very every-man kind of feel. That's why it'd be weird for him as Green Lantern to me.
2: Which is why we need him in those roles. I don't want him to be over the top. I want to see that kind of element injected into these stories. It seems like... That's why I want him to do that. He should be Captain America. He should be Superman. He should be
0: You know, Captain America would be a good role for him. I'll buy that because that's a soldier that, you know, patriotic soldier that that takes this serum or whatever to serve his country. That'd be great for Philean. It's not like some supernatural thing at all. It's just a a guy making tough choices,
2: you know. It's his humanity that I would like to see him bring to that. It's that humanity that I miss in those kind of stories, you know, and it's so hard. I thought I enjoyed Iron Man because I thought they tried to bring that humanity and so did the Hulk in its own way, you know, try to bring that kind of vulnerability to superheroes. And obviously the new Batman movies are trying so hard to show how he's a real person. Another great actor. And I appreciate that. And they're
0: finally giving good actors into the comic book movies.
2: Good actors and good directors. Mm. How about this? I just read a thing that they're making a new Terminator movie, and Christian Bale is going to be in that.
0: Good grief, man. As a a Terminator?
2: Uh, No, as John Connor. Wow. That's awesome. Well, having him really does lend some credibility to the idea supposedly it's directed by Mick G. so
3: it's going to be like a post-apocalyptic type of thing
2: yes it would be a it would be a post-apocalyptic it would be the, the terminator sequel that i always thought they should make if they were going to make one which is following the the nuclear war or whatever yeah we've
0: actually said that in the show before maybe hollywood does listen to our show
2: <laughs> well one thing i that that bothers me is that the kid they've got to play kyle reese is the kid who's going to play Chekhov in the new no. Star Trek movie? The kid from that Alpha Dog movie. And I'm like, he does not grow up to be Kyle Reese, man. Does no one respect Michael Bean? Michael Bean was, is an intense badass. Anton Yuka, or whatever, I'm sorry, whatever his name is. I don't mean to be mean. But he's not going to grow up to be Michael Bean. No matter how awesome he may become,
3: that's what we need. Maybe a buddy movie with Michael Bean and Nathan Fillion.
2: Maybe they should make something where Michael Bean is the mentor character, because if anyone knows anything about being an awesome '80s hero, it's Michael Bean.
0: Well, Fillion, if you're listening, we're big fans, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Clearly, wouldn't that be awesome? Some guy, some guy's <laughs> just gonna write us and say he's Nathan Fillion, and we'll be, oh, he wrote us. Feedback I, at tv 8 dinner is the email.
3: So, Nathan, the, the email address is feedback
2: <laughs> at TV8MyDinner.com. Yeah, <laughs> Fillion at tv 8 Yeah, we set up a special account TV8, just for you.
0: <laughs> we sound like fanboys, but look, you can't watch this guy's stuff and not see something special in him. You really can't. I mean, he's, he's fun to watch, and there's so few people that are legitimately – fun to watch. They command the screen like that. They really get you that caring I find about
2: them. To find to be legitimately heroic when I see them in roles. Yeah. That's what I'm really looking for and that's what I miss in movies and TV. It doesn't matter what. I just, I miss it in movies and TV to find these legitimate heroes and I think he can pull it off when he plays these characters and I just don't see it in a lot of the other people that I see and I don't see anybody really trying that hard. I'd like to see more heroes in movies and TV. That's all. And I, I believe him as that.
0: Well, let us know what you think, America and other nations. Feedback at tv8mydinner.com, like we said. You can also go to tv8mydinner.com and find all of our episodes there. Go to darkcrazy.com. Uh, Sean just did a poetry reading. We're going to put a link to that on tv8mydinner.com so you can b- hear him.
2: I believe that's in the archive section of the janecrown.com
0: com. Yeah, website. we'll put a link on ours if, if that's easier for you can hear him um, busting some rhymes waxing poetic I do
2: I do slam it what yeah, do they call slam, slams slam <laughs> I slam. do a big slam yeah you know how I like to do all
0: right gregstarks.com you can check that out if you're interested uh, rest and, peace, George Carlin. and yes yeah
2: let's give our props to George Carlin all right. Or in in that moment of silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two like, two <laughs> seconds of silence for, for George <laughs> Carlin And it, means, it did not mean to, to derail the show. Also, you can <laughs> purge, uh, purchase
0: uh, purchase the part. Yeah. There's a link to that on the uh, TV8 My Dinner as well.
2: The best So way anything you need yeah. to
0: know about, you can get through TV8 My Dinner or darkcrazy.com. So we will talk to you next week, but well, I'll talk to you guys later. Take it easy. What would Nathan Fillion say in a moment like this? What What would he say? Does he have a catchphrase?
2: No, that's part of the problem.
0: <laughs> Frankly.
2: Yeah, get on it.
0: All right. All right, bye, y'all. Dogcrazy. Dot
3: Arg.